This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Class. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very good. A little chilly in Philly, but other than that, I'm good. If you want I'm to ask freezing. us a question, we're here every Saturday at 1 o'clock. Uh, you can give us a call, yeah, commercial, residential, mortgages, whatever. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we are here to keep the public informed on the great booming real estate market that the media insists on not talking about. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have our market report. Yes. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Why people are hesitant to tap into their home equity. I don't know why they would be in this market. <laughs> <laughs> and today, Mark, we also have, um, we're honored today to have two special guests with us. We have Mr. Frank Zapeda, and he is from Douglas Elliman in the Miami, Florida area. And we have Manulani Acosta. And she is the broker owner of We Are Real Miami Real Estate. So very excited to share some information with everyone today. A broker, yeah. We don't get we have. I like having brokers on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. All right. Next question. We have our questions. Can a seller accept an offer before the open house? Next question cool. is: How high do you think the interest rates will be by spring? Next question is about that one. Yeah. Okay. What is the storm (laughs) water tax for $15 on my water bill? Oh, a lot of people don't know that. And a bunch of counties are trying to do this deal too. I'm sure you're going to let them know. I am going to let them know. The next question is, is there any way to avoid the death tax that Joe Biden just put in use? I got a couple calls about that. Because we mentioned it. We also have our topic of the day, which is tackling buyer's remorse. Yes. But first, give us your motivational quote. 
And the motivational quote is, gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. So be gratitude, have gratitude for what you got. And the more you give, the more you get back. It's pretty simple. You know, one of the simple rules of life, and you know what my two rules of life are. If you don't ask the answers, no. Number two is little pigs get fed, big pigs get slaughtered. There's no reason to be greedy. You know, there is a third one. There is a third one. What's your third one? Splitting the no, your third one is splitting the baby. Yeah, that's not really a rule. That's a strategy. (laughs) (laughs) So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is Frank's bell. Before I get into this market report, just so the public is, because we reach from the Poconos to the shore, a bunch of uh, townships and boroughs and cities are thinking about doing what's called a lateral inspection. That's your sewer pipe running from your house to the public sewage. And a lateral repair in my neighborhood be five or six grand if they find a crack or a tree root through it or something like right. that. I want to give Hatfield, Hatboro, and up in Montgomery, Southampton, and, and Upper Northampton are all going to do that this year. They're sending inspectors out. And when they send inspectors out to look at things like that with the little camera, I guarantee you they're going to find some problems. And if you don't have insurance, there's a thing called American Resources, American Water Resources. We're trying to get them to be a sponsor on the show. I have it. It's $69 for the year, and it protects your water service and your sewage service. So if you have a problem, this could save you thousands and thousands of dollars. So just some information for the public. Back to the market report, homeownership, affordability is really it's so much cheaper to buy you know how many you know how many counties there are in the united states dan counties there are counties um 1200 3006 counties there's 67 <laughs> in pennsylvania anyway I'm and Google them, that. in them home ownership is more affordable than renting in 58 percent of the counties in the united states despite all the high prices in you know, in sales and home ownership is still more affordable than renting in 58% of the counties of court in the United States. And this was a big study done by Adam. Uh, the median home price is uh, is less expensive than renting a three-bedroom property in 666 out of 1,154 counties. They did a study in 2021. 20, still remains more affordable to buy than rent. Only 12% of the counties reported a wage growth moving faster than the medium home price. And that was in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania, which is interesting. And so we've been preaching every week about buying and 48% of Philly rents. There was, but interestingly, even as the prices skyrocket, two Pennsylvania counties were named in the top 10 list of most affordables. Most affordable, Allegheny, right. Allegheny County and right. Philadelphia County. Now, wow. Philly is a bargain. I mean, compared to all the other cities, our real estate taxes are not that bad. But our rents are still lower than most of the other counties. Like, But a one-bedroom in Philly is now up to $1,500 citywide. But it's, it's interesting that two counties in Pennsylvania were named to this study. 
and home prices are rising faster than both rents and wages. While right, right, wages rise faster than rents and the housing market boom. So anyway, the bottom line is it's cheaper to rent than to buy. I mean, cheaper to buy than to rent. So get <laughs> off the fence, call Deanne, get a pre-approved and buy a house. Why, you can still get one at these rates. What about the rates? Speaking, Mark, speaking of the rates, you're looking at your 30-year fixed at 3.25%. Your 15-year is 2875 your 30-year FHA, 3.25%. So again, if you're looking at these rates and you're pulling out your statement, it's your 4.5%, you need to give me a call at 609-605-7153. It is time to refi. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So Mark, we are up to your funny story. And somebody sent me one. So this guy's driving along a street right in the neighborhood, and he sees this rabbit hopping across the middle of the road. He swerves to avoid the hit, hit, um, hit the rabbit, but unfortunately, the rabbit jumped in front of his car and he hit it. The driver, being very sensitive, man gets out. He's an animal lover. He pulls over to the side of the road. He gets to see what you know how the rabbit is. Much to his dismay, he thought the rabbit was dead. He felt so bad he was like an animal lover. He started like weeping a little bit. A woman across the street saw the guy, pulled over, stepped out of the car and asked, what's wrong? He goes, I feel terrible. I actually hit somebody's rabbit and I think I killed it. The woman told him, don't worry. She knew what to do. She went to her trunk, pulled out a spray can. She walked over to the limp rabbit. She sprayed the contents of the can onto the rabbit. Miraculously, the rabbit woke up, jumps up. Kind of looked at them, ran away, hopped about 50 meters away, looked back at them, and it almost looked like he waved at them and then, like, took off. The guy was, like, astonished. He said to her, what did you what did you spray? And uh, the woman turned turned the can around so the man could read the label. It said, hairspray restores life to dead hair and adds a permanent wave. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my hey, God. I'm up to 898 jokes, man. Send me a couple. <laughs> uh, I thought that, that was, was an all right one. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net. Or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Kat Cyrus from Green Tree Mortgage. And our topic is, why are people hesitant about tapping into their equity? Thank you, Mark. So tell me why. I'm going to tell you tell why. Tell me why. Tell you why. Um, I'm also going to bring Frank, um, in, Frank Zepeda, our guest, into this segment as well, because We've been talking a lot about this um, most of the day today. And, you know, some of the things that we run into with people, why they're hesitant. And it just makes complete sense. And I'm hoping after they hear our topic on this, it'll motivate them to get off the fence and do a little bit more. Right, Frank? Absolutely. Why don't we talk about some common misperceptions that people have when they're thinking about tapping into their home equity? Can you think of one? Um, 
One of the biggest, most common misperceptions is that people take out a mortgage and they've been paying it down four or five years and they hate to go back to 30. Um, being misinformed. That's one of the big is, ones, Frank. That's yeah. definitely one of the big ones. The way that the amortization schedule works, you're paying upfront interest and very little is going towards the principal. So being misinformed about that one thing is one of the most common ones, right? That you find. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're not realizing you know, when they look at their mortgage statement, they're thinking that they've already paid, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars in principal down where it's half of that. Yep. A lot of folks are cash poor, but house rich, right? So the problem is that they don't save money, they spend a lot, and they can't get themselves out of this credit card debt. It's like a rat race. I was and just going to say, yeah. Making these minimal payments, these balances never go down. Um, it, it's not uncommon to find people down in South Florida carrying thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 of credit card debt and owning 50% of what their house is worth and not even considering it. Could you imagine that? Isn't that well, crazy? Yeah, I, and at an interest rate. I can imagine rate. it because you got, you got all these companies around the country like uh, that one that Dennis push and Vets push and with 26% interest rates. And they're never going to pay them things off. Right, you mean the credit cards? You, know, you got a few cards. Yeah, yeah you, those, those kind of credit cards. You know, why not tap into your equity and take care of that kind of stuff? Deanne, could you guess, according to LendingTree in 2021, which was the state that had the highest average of credit card debt in the nation? Well, Frank, I know that answer, so. <laughs> I don't. What's the answer? New Jersey. Well, it, Alaska, right? Alaska was in 2022, but in 2021, New Jersey was a number one for credit card debt in the nation, with an average amount of credit card debt of seventy-eight hundred dollars. And that seems a little that low. Don't surprise me. me. Yeah, it because does they're seem taxing low. them to death. <laughs> <laughs> they need money, so they're, they're barring anything to beat those taxes in Jersey. <laughs> well, that's funny that you bring that up, Mark, because I told Frank. Um, what my real estate taxes were, and he basically yeah. almost fell off the chair. I told her how to solve that problem. You put that number on every door jammed in every doorway, and then as you walk through, you got to keep saying it, and, and then you will unload that thing. Not being very helpful. Not being very helpful. But, but speaking of that, Frank, with that credit card debt, I mean, it would definitely be in the best interest because the credit card debt, let's just say, is between and we're being kind, let's say 15 to 27%, right? If you Absolutely. pay off, if you pay off your credit cards with that high interest by taking the equity out of the property, you're doing a couple of things. You're, you're saving a ton of interest, but the cash flow, your monthly cash flow is now positive. Absolutely. So the household, recently, go ahead. Recently, I was dealing with a client and he was thinking about refinancing to consolidate some debt. This particular person had taken out a mortgage in 2018 when rates were almost at 5%. Right. This person was paying private mortgage insurance and they had a substantial amount of credit card debt. Originally, they came to me for a line of credit 
But what I explain to them, that's like solving a problem with a problem. Right. The, the, the line of credit is like a huge credit card just against your home. Right. So at the right. end, when I explained that to him and how the interest worked and the amortization, I was able to grab a, a $20,000 cash out, consolidate 100% of that debt, bring down his mortgage payment, and he ended up saving about $1,200 a month. That's a big savings. That's a huge savings. Now, and going back to why people are hesitant with not starting over again, if somebody was in that situation, you know, we can also address that with that $1,200 in savings, right? They can make an extra payment towards principal and pay that mortgage down quicker, right? We were talking about that earlier as well. Absolutely. Accelerated payments are something that people should really, really, you know, find out about. Sending one capital payment towards the principal in a year will save you six years off your mortgage. Just just one payment. So can you think right. about this person yep. who was saving $1,200 a month? If he just took 200 of those $1,200, he'd be saving at least seven or eight years on his mortgage. So that mortgage that he had paid down the first four years, he could literally pay it down, pay it off completely within the next 22, just by grabbing a small amount of that, of those savings and throwing it towards the capital. And, ima- and, and that's such great advice. Imagine if they took that savings and actually invested in something, whether it was you know purchasing a life insurance product or whatever the case may be, using that money to their advantage, not just wasting it. Having an actual plan of this is where we're going to allocate that money. It's a win-win. Yeah, that's the whole problem with this. All this is um, about lack of knowledge right and not having a plan right and and that's like i don't know what your rental scenario is where you guys are at but 48 percent of philadelphia and there's 676,000 units in philadelphia that's like 250,000 units that possibly if they just talk to somebody they could have a plan but they don't they just pay the bill every month especially the ones that it comes right out of their bank account they don't even think about it they don't even know what interest rate they're at. That is absolutely correct. Or even what the balance is. So they're afraid of doing something that a lot of people don't know about. And you know what? And that's okay because that's why we're here. We're here to help educate. Right. We're here to give people a plan. And it's not just about doing the refinance. Thank you. Talk to you later. Again, it's a life plan. It's creating wealth, paying down debt, consolidating the debt, paying the mortgage off quicker. But then having a plan, maybe they need life insurance. Maybe they need to get a will. So maybe they need tax issues. There's all kinds of reasons. Maybe they put money away for retirement. Maybe they don't have anything. They don't probably don't even have an emergency fund. So imagine every month if they started off with an emergency fund, putting that into a savings program and and having a little bit of a peace of mind. All that makes sense. One of the first things that homeowners do when they purchase a home is they go out and furnish it. And furnishings are very expensive. They start to tackle on these little credit cards here and there. And five years later, it's a full-blown problem. And that's a big thing. They don't understand right. the, the advantages of, of, of deducting all this interest from your taxes coming from your mortgage as opposed to just paying these credit card companies. They're really getting rich, Deanne. It's crazy. All right. Yep. You're right. It's sad. It's sad, but people just need to educate themselves a little more that these things are very simple. It's very simple. They can just give us a call and we'll run the scenario by them. And within 
20 minutes, we'll have a good answer to it. To the, a good solution to this problem. Right. And Frank, it's as simple as just pulling out your mortgage statement, giving me a call at 609-605-7153. It doesn't cost anything. We'll do a quick review and we'll let them know if it's going to be a win-win. And if it's not, we're going to give them advice on how to make it better. So either way, just by giving us a call, it's going to be helpful. Yeah. It's not going to cost you to find out where you could go right it's going to cost you if you don't (laughs) exactly yeah i I think ignorance is your worst enemy when it comes to these situations right yeah you're right all right let's jump into our um question and answers i think frank just fell off the first question (laughs) (laughs) all right the first question is can a seller accept an offer before the open house and this has been happening like now agents are scheduling open houses because of this crazy market and no inventory they schedule this open house and they say we're not going to accept any offers until this open house if you if you uh, submit an offer the by law they have to look at your offer so you don't have to wait to that open house you can submit an offer uh that's just an advertising thing to for agents but you can always submit an offer. What's the next one? The next question is, how high do you think the interest rates will be by spring? Well, we're in the spring market. The spring market starts in January. So we're actually already, now yeah, right? we're in the spring market. So right. I don't know. I'm hoping they stay around three and a half percent. It's the stock market. The economy is still pretty good. They didn't pass any tax increases yet. So I'm hoping that they stay th- between three and four. I'm going to break your bubble, but there there's definitely going to be an interest hike in March. I'm going to be surprised if there isn't. Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, that's just my prediction. All right. What's uh, <laughs> give us the next, not the next one. Give us this next question about the stormwater. What is the stormwater tax for $15 on my water bill? Yeah, somebody called me up and they said they were looking at their water bill and they seen this thing for $15 stormwater tax. Well, Philadelphia passed this back in 2013. So we've had this thing for that long. It's $15 per house times 676000 and businesses pay a lot. Like I know some businesses that pay over 1000 a month. And they've been collecting this since 2013. It should be rescinded. Delaware had this tax, and they rescinded it because it was so detrimental to business. But most taxpayers in philly that own homes just pay this every month it's supposed to go for uh a week i call it a rain tax it's supposed to go for separating storm water from sewage water so it's an epa thing but there's other solutions to this problem but nobody ever wants to take a look at it so everybody pays this every month like i pay on just a storefront at one of my schools 45 hours a month my actual water use That's was like crazy. my actual water use was like thirteen. My service was thirteen. Uh, Three dollars was how much water I used. My service was thirteen. My storm water was forty five. So I got like a sixty dollar water bill for three dollars worth of water. <laughs> and if you have a parking lot, it could be thousands. Uh, it's something that should be uh, rescinded. I just said something to a state rep. I said, and it was approved by the state that for Philly to do this, they should get rid of it. What's the next one? Is there any way 
Is there any way to avoid the death tax that Joe Biden just put back in use? Now, anybody that's got an accountant is starting to talk about this, because if you own a business or a farm, something big like that, that there that has a value, the death tax is like in the 40 percent. So when the farmer dies and he thinks he's just going to hand the the family to farm over to the family all of a sudden this death tax shows up at probate and if they don't have 40 percent, say the farm's worth two million and they don't have 40 percent available to pay this death tax that farm is probably going up for sale it's a terrible tax that's the only way you can get around it you got to talk to an accountant some tax lawyers and set up kind of some trusts and there's a couple other vehicles you might be able to use to get around it but if you own a business worth a few million dollars and you go to pass it on to the family, you're going to get hit with this death tax. It's a terrible tax. Or just don't die. Yeah, you can't die. Can't die. <laughs> That's the solution. Do not die. That's my solution. Don't die. All right. All right, Mark. Um, coming up next is going to be our guest segment. And we have Frank Zepeda. He's a broker associate at Douglas Elliman in Miami, Florida. And also honored to have Manulani Acosta. And she is the broker owner of We Are Miami Real Estate. Very good. I'm curious about that Miami real estate market. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So we're at the end. So Mark, we are up to our guest segment, and we have Frank Cepeda from Douglas Elliman in Miami, Florida. And also Manulani Acosta, and she is the broker owner of We Are Miami Real Estate. Welcome, Frank and Manulana, right? Yes. Hello. <laughs> How are you guys? Great. Real happy to be here. So, uh, Deanne, tell, what do you, tell us how you can handle this segment. Go ahead. Well, I actually had them both come up um, to visit our office here in Gibbsboro, um, New Jersey, which we kind of should have made it that we went down there, so none of us were freezing, but it didn't work out that way. Um, but I wanted to get their point of view on, well, they actually have their finger on the pulse in Miami. So I wanted them to give us an idea of what's going on in the market down there. We all know there's no inventory. We all, we, you know, we've heard the same story, 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 but they're going to give us a little bit different of an insight. I thought Florida had a little more inventory than our situation up here. There are plenty of opportunities in Miami. Um, Everybody's saying that there's no inventory, but you just have to find the right agent out there. There are over 55,000 licensed agents out there. So chances are that you're going to have to do a little digging before you find that perfect agent. But let me tell you something. For those people that, for those brokers that specialize in acquisitions, the market's incredible down there. You could still pick up a brand new single family home in the urban core for under 800 grand. And although that might be expensive to most Miamians, it, it's a pretty good deal when you think about it. 
<laughs> yeah, eight hundred grand. Like our average price up here is like two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're talking about a single family home in the middle of the city. Um, our property taxes are a lot lower, though. Can you think yeah. about that home that I'm talking about? I I put a home under contract a little over a week ago. It was a three bedroom, three bathroom, single family home in the middle of the city, and the taxes were fifty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, oh my God! You're- Plus, you don't have a state income tax. You got there's all kinds of tax benefits to being in Florida. Uh, that's why the inventory is so Absolutely. low. <laughs> you also have the most agents of any state in the country, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, Mark. Really, it's ridiculous. It's everybody like everybody wants a and their mother's a real estate agent. <laughs> I know. Well, they they got onto the business because they thought they were going to make a million dollars because of the way the market is right now. So instead of, you know, and not everybody, but you know, they're they're being order takers and not running an actual business. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, a lot of newbies in the business, a lot of people that right. really don't know what they're doing. Um, chances are, if you call anybody down there, you'll get a couple of people that have no idea what they're really doing. Manulani, what have you seen from the front lines here selling real estate in Miami? Again, we're the biggest association in all of the U.S., the Miami Realtor Association. We have over 55,000 agents, but the reality of it is is that less than 20% of us really run the business in South Florida. So you're going to see the same key players all the time. Frank and I are both involved in leadership, and that's the reason that we know each other so well. And and. The reason that we are familiar faces, not only with each other, but with the top 20% of the realtors that are producing in South Florida. Those people, not only do we have the experience, but we also have the relationships that are needed in order to acquire the the real estate that people are looking for. We know who to call. We know how to get through to the associations. We know what's going up for new construction. We know which cities are requiring a recertification certificate before closing. Um, these are big issues when you're in a big city like Miami. Miami is extremely aggressive. Everyone on the planet wants to be there. We have people coming from the Northeast, from the West Coast. We even have the Chinese coming in. Yep. It's, it's really the place to be. It really is. And everyone wants a piece of Miami, and we're there to facilitate it. And the 80-20 rule is... One of those things across the board, and I really can say it in in with the agent count in in Florida that twenty percent of the agents would make all the money, and eighty percent are doing a few deals. That's a year. exactly how it goes, Mark. So you need you need you need experience. Like I deal, I own a real estate school, and I teach the eighty twenty rule, and I teach them how to work a database. I just test them all, and I make sure when they come out of my school. They know they're going to have to make five phone calls a day, use scripts, and they're going to be ready to go. Where a lot of eight newbies, even in our area, they come out and they do the usual. Send out a calendar or a postcard and hope the phone rings. You know, that's not going to work. This is one of the most important decisions that people ever make in their life. So they really need to test the waters and, and interview a couple people to really understand not only their scope of their work, but their knowledge and their experience behind these transactions. Miami is a place of connections. It's almost like you have to be well-connected there in order to really flourish. And I guess last 20 years, that's what we've been working on, these connections. Especially in this market with the inventory issue, you really need to know you have that little edge of what's coming on the market prior to a lot of people. Yeah, and, and different buyers have different needs. You know, I have my investors that are doing flips. I have my investors that are holding property. I have my investors that have five, you know, they're thinking cyclically. They're thinking five, two or three cycles down the line. 
So you almost have to cater and also almost customize every um, opportunity for them. Maniolana, how, how many agents do you have working for you in your office? Right now, I have five agents listed under me. Um, so my objective in my office has never really been to recruit and open up a big shop. We're more relationship-based. We've all been in the industry for a very long time. Um, for the most part, the majority of us have been in the, in the industry for at least 20 years. This is our primary source of income, or our only source of income, rather, um, because I'm not looking to have the masses of agents that that don't live off of this or are doing this part-time. I still sell full-time, and therefore, we're out in the field. We're out in the field making deals happen every That's day. Good. I've ran uh, a bunch of offices myself, and I've ran the real big ones. And it's always the 80-20 rule. You know, tw the top 20% are going to make all the money, and the rest of them are going to do a couple deals a year. You know, it's just human nature. Well, that's what happened. I was managing an office with 175 agents. But what happens is, is that you're consumed with training and resources, and the reality of it is is exactly what you're saying. Only a very small portion of that is going to produce. So... At some point, as a business owner, as a manager, you have to go back and assess, um, do you want to sell or do you want to manage? Two very different positions. No doubt about it. Two different complete skills, set of skills, too. So it's like, because when yes. I ran a big office, I've ran offices with a few hundred people. I mean, my 20% was recruiting and training. I didn't sell. But, you know, so, but, but like... The, the average person that gets in the business thinks they go to these one of these big offices just because of the name they're going to make money and then they they're they're sitting at home thinking i know i should be doing something but i'm not sure what i should be doing <laughs> right right no that's um that's some great advice and i'm so fortunate to have you both on the radio show today um i was so excited that you were able to make it um frank if somebody has questions whether um, about the market or about the refinances that we were talking about, what's a number that they can reach you? 305-975-5288. I would love to talk to you. Give me a quick call and it doesn't hurt. Boom. And we got awesome. all these people up here freezing that would love to live <laughs> in Miami. Look, they're looking forward to going home. Manulani, can you please give your contact information if someone wants to talk to you as well? Absolutely. 305-970-7757. And again, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you'll come back and visit us again soon. Sure thank will. you, guys. I wish we had more time to talk about what's going on down there. Because I, I see that there's a, a ton of construction going we'll on. We'll have them there. back again, we'll Mark. Be back. All right. Thank yes. you. All right. We'll be back, Mark. Take care. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you. And coming up next is our topic of the day, tackling buyer's remorse. That was a very good segment. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD on Positive all the time. So that was a great guest segment. So where are we at, Dan? Yeah, that was great. So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is tackling buyer's remorse. Yeah. Now, 
buyer's remorse, a lot of people don't talk about this. This is like a lot of the other topics out there that nobody talks about. But recent home buyers whose lifestyle changed overnight during the pandemic have rushed out to purchase a property to accommodate the new housing or location preference. Add to the pressures of the intense seller's market, which is forcing many to waive contingencies, plus push their budget to the maximum, have to right. have a shot at winning the bidding wars. And even the most qualified clients can feel the pangs of regret after closing. Now that life in the U.S. is opening up again, and some of those buyers are second-guessing, and that's remorse. Buyer's remorse. It's really important to hear the fears, the anxieties of your clients, of these sellers and buyers in this market. Because the more knowledge they have, the less pressure. Explaining all of how, how everything's going to work. Look, you do a great job with your clients, with your buyers, so they understand and it's not piecemealed and stressed them out. Gaining a better right. understanding of the timing of both transactions make buyers feel better about the two mortgages they carried while their older home was getting sold or ready to list and the significant expenses for new furnishing, the cost of the move itself. And then you got these millennials, 91 million of them are now at that buying stage and the, and the likelihood of regret is highest amongst the young buyers. Uh, there was a big survey done in April that found nearly two-thirds of millennial homeowners had misgivings about their recent purchase for at least for now. Clients, they feel that they overpaid for a home or were ill-prepared for the ongoing maintenance costs they didn't, that they didn't contemplate. And, you know, they, they didn't need to feel trapped. Prices are expected to keep rising in the near term, like you just talked about. Some people that bought five years ago could buy and walk away with a check because of the price, uh, uh, the appreciation. If a buyer chooses to turn around so, so quickly, they might even see a profit right away. But even more important is helping the clients avoid regret, which starts well before they put an offer on the table. Learning about their tolerance for bidding wars, ability to scale up to their budget, you know, those who can tolerate that kind of risk are prone to buyer's remorse if they're not tolerant, right? right? So once they do this, then they start thinking, ah, should I have done it? They start second guess. Everybody gets remorse. Some people get it really bad. Like, I just don't. Like, I buy a new truck <laughs> I and I ride down the street. And by the time I get past the next light, the remorse is over. Should I have done this? Yeah. <laughs> Some high S is high C, like Dr. Abelson talks about. They'll overthink this thing like crazy. Like, we have a great story about the worst remorse ever, the dirt lady. <laughs> the dirt lady. Which we'll have to tell that story soon. But okay. in the realities of the seller's market, it can rattle buyers even after an offer is accepted. When a buyer feels disadvantaged, part of them feels like they got to win back some of what they gave to get this house. And many sellers choose to move on to the next big bid rather, rather than haggling. So employing strategies that can help the client stay calm and confident in a fast-moving market is, like, really important. You know, don't, don't talk to the people about market terms in vague terms it's important to use oversimplified more uh like terms like yeah yeah it's a hot market you need to explain what happens that's why what people right. listen to our show they at least get some information you know be extra prepared to handle objections buyers may be spooked by unexpected terms like a hefty home inspection report 
or they start tallying up all the things that are wrong. Uh, they don't feel like it justifies the price. And then when, right. when they try to go through this stuff, they start getting second guessing. And you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to find others who are going to be willing to negotiate with you if you constantly do that. And and then renovation costs. Many bar, buyers target fixer-uppers because they're less expensive. But the home improvement costs, they don't really contemplate what that's going to cost. And, and, and you know, do they plan for that cost? Because these buyers are paying 20 to 40% above list price in some of these markets. An unexpected expensive project on top of that is a problem. So you got to help your clients with the little things to help them save, make more confident decisions, and then Understand. they have they have less remorse. Remorse. In right. the end, if your client's doubts about the purchase are not centered on finances, they just need some time to adjust the new home and envision its possibilities in the future. You know, we'll have a lot of they have a lot of options. You know, they're not locked in. I have to get you know. You know, some of them, like when you talked about in your segment, they talked about even in five years, they could walk away with a profit. So it's not Absolutely. a life or death thing, and it's not forever. But the more knowledge the people, the agent, the mortgage person gives to these people, the less remorse they'll have. That's the bottom That was a great topic. Yep. So anyway. All right. Mark, we got to end. If you have any questions, please send them to 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. A special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week at 1 o'clock and our sponsors for keeping us on the air here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Our guest today, they did a great great job. And you can listen to this show at and prior shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com. So with that, have a great week. We gave you a lot of information. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All, positive, all, all the, the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.